Perfect. Okay. Welcome to the Raising Deaf Kids podcast. And today we have Selena from Deaf Heartbeats down in Georgia, right? You're down in Georgia. That's right. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having us. Of course. We're so excited to talk to you. Yeah. I think you are going to be so amazing for our parents. And I, um, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but I've been following you, um, for a little bit on like Facebook and stuff. And I just love what you are doing down there. Um, I love what you're doing with the little libraries that we can definitely talk about and encourage people to do. I think that's such a fun initiative. Um, so thanks for coming on. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you. Um, Thank you for having us. Of course. So what I, you know, maybe we can just start with a little bit about your story, kind of how it relates to like hearing loss, um, you know, and using ASL, just kind of like a little background um, in case people somehow haven't found you yet and don't know you. Okay, sure. So my name is Selena Nichols. I am hearing. Um, I grew up in a home with a deaf sister. Her name is Roxanne Hoy, and she is a year younger than me. Um, We didn't discover she was deaf until she was about two years old. And um, I need y'all to keep in mind, this is back in the late 70s, early 80s. So we didn't have as many resources as we did back then. And then when you're living in rural Texas, you really don't have a lot of resources. Um, So... Yeah, we grew up in a home where no one learned to sign. And um, it's very sad, but it's very common. You're going to find out um, when you start doing some research, looking at statistics. It's about 95% of um, hearing families with a deaf child, uh, they don't learn to sign. Um, So, you know, we grew up doing what is called home signs. And it's pretty similar to charades. You just kind of make up um, your own signs for objects around the house and what you're talking about in your daily life. And um, that's that's really how we got by with a lot of pointing. Um, anyways, uh, you know, life goes on. My sister went to um, uh, Austin School for the Deaf when she got into high school and um, I attended a regular school. Then, you know, you get married and you move and so she stayed in Texas and I moved to Georgia. Time passed and um, my dad, my dad passed away in 2014 and I hadn't seen my sister in quite some time. She had a lot of hurts, which is very understandable. You know, when you are raised in a family that doesn't try to communicate with you, you can tend to feel very angry and isolated. Um, so she was holding on to that. And uh, when we reunited in uh, 2014 at my dad's funeral, um, I was so happy to see her, but I could not communicate with her. And um, it was just hard, you know, here I am as an adult, I felt like a failure um, as a sister. And uh, I'm trying to write on a paper and pass it back and forth with her or a phone. And doing things that um, strangers should be doing, not as a sister, you know. Mm-hmm. So I took it on myself to take classes at um, UGA, uh, continuing education. Those are in Gwinnett. Um, I had a deaf teacher. Um, 
I just started getting immersed in um, the deaf community. And um, I invited my sister to live with us for a while. And um, she came to Georgia and probably stayed with us about three years. And we started going to church together. And um, I just did the best that I could. We didn't have an interpreter. So I'm just trying to interpret what is being told um, in the sermons with the little sign language mm -hmm. that I knew. And um, before long, we had people that were interested and wanted to join as well. You know, when are you starting a class? Can we take a class? And, um, you know, I have no business teaching, but we could learn together. So that's what we started doing. And, and it was mainly my family, my husband, my daughter, my sister. And we'd have one or two people show up. And then we started promoting on Facebook, going live, doing our classes live. My teacher, uh, my sister was teaching us to sign, which is the way it should be. It's their language. She's deaf. Um, so she was teaching us and our class grew. We started having a lot of special needs adults come into class. We found out that sign language is not just for the deaf. It's for everybody. We had older um, you know, senior citizens that were losing their hearing and they wanted to have a way to communicate. And it just really opened all of our eyes and hearts to American Sign Language. And um, it just, just really touches me now to, um, to see my family. My mom knows sign language now. My aunt knows, um, you know, my son, he's two years old. I never thought I'd have a son, a baby after all this time, but um, what a great opportunity to be able to teach, you know, our, my, and, and learn myself some more. Um, so, I mean, just from there, we have just, um, really been blessed on, uh, on our journey and, um, all the twists and turns that God has, has thrown our way as well with COVID and, um, mm -hmm. not being in person. So that, that had a shift, um, to doing a lot online. And then also, um, my, uh, my sister moved. She moved back to Texas. So then I'm like, great. Now we're really going to be, um, our classes are going to end. You know, what's going to be the future of deaf heartbeat? And, um, you know, thank goodness for online. We're still able to do that. So on Wednesday nights, I'm sorry, I got something in my eye. Um, <laughs> it is hurt. Um, probably makeup. Uh, on Wednesday night, mm -hmm. offer free classes on um, our Facebook so that's on Deaf Heartbeat Inc. And um, they're deaf talk classes by my sister and her partner. And um, I've branched out into doing uh, Griffin ASL Moms with Little. So we meet on Tuesday mornings and it's just a bunch of moms. We even had a dad join us the other day. And um, these women in the area that want to learn sign language, that mm -hmm. want children to learn to sign and want to be able to have a way to communicate with them. So that's just been a blessing in its own. And um, yeah, the Little Free Library Initiative. Um, you want me to just get into that, girl? I'm going to tell it all right now. Um, <laughs> uh, sure. Well, why don't we, before we talk about that, although I like love your story, I had a few things like as you were talking that please. I was just thinking about that I'd love to revisit because I know like parents um like we'll be thinking about that and stuff and things I'm curious about too. Um, and so I, just so you know, um, I have two kids with hearing loss. They both have cochlear implants and I have a hearing little girl. 
Um, and my boys are seven and five. And my oldest one pre is pretty much like spoken communication, although we're working on the signing. And my five-year-old communicates almost completely with sign. Right. So I have two children because my five-year-old has a small cochlear nerve. Um, and so he is still hard of hearing, even with his cochlear implants. Um, and so his spoken speech has not really developed or is you know developing really slowly. So he does sign language. So I have two kids with like the same syndrome that causes their hearing loss, same type of hearing loss, brothers, and um, they communicate completely differently. So um, yeah, it's interesting <laughs> because, you know, you just, um, every kid's different, even within the same family, same parents, same everything. Um, and yeah, and I'm, you know, I guess you were unique in like growing up a little bit with a you know, deaf sister. Um, and I don't have, you know, me and probably a lot of parents like me. Um, I have no hearing loss in our family. So we are literally the first, um, like in both sides of our family, extended family, everything. Um, you know, so it's, it's a lot to learn, I guess you would say. Um, and so I am really interested in knowing, you know, back when you said, um, you know, back in the seventies and eighties, you didn't find out that your sister couldn't hear until she was two. That's still happening now. I yes. talk to parents all of the time um, who didn't know until their kids were two or three that they could um, talk or, you know, when they weren't talking that they could hear. So I wonder, do you know or do you have any thoughts about like what parents can be looking out for to, you know, get that diagnosis earlier? Because I have a feeling we got our diagnosis from the very beginning. Our kids were, you know, deaf from the birth and you know we we knew from the newborn hearing screening um you know why do parents not find out <laughs> until later that's a, a great question um i think in my my mom's case you know our family like i said i'm, I'm gonna go back to the not having resources was tested um right off the bat mm -hmm. here far as I think just being a young okay. occupied with other children, you know, she had me, she yeah. was, you know, 17 trying to, trying to grow up. I think she just was trying, she was surviving. And, um, you know, how, how does a child tell you that they can't hear? Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think she learns, um, can't remember that. Well, exactly. they're like, don't know that they can't hear. Yeah. Like, you know, because if you are just deaf from the beginning, it might, maybe it's different if you like gradually lose your hearing, which definitely, I mean, happens. I've talked to parents whose kids did hear. And then by the time they were six, they were like losing their hearing. But, you know, they don't even know that they're supposed to be hearing. I guess, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or and, you know, yeah, a two year old can't tell you. And kids, I feel like, are so good at adapting. So good at adapting to their surroundings, lip reading, like you said, pointing. Um, so a lot of times it's hard to tell. Yes, especially when you're not speaking, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it was hard. Um, I think they finally found out like when um, a fire truck or something had passed by and, you know, um, every everybody else's kid was crying and, you know, my mm -hmm. sister happy go lucky. <laughs> yeah. You know? Or yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I I guess just keep your eye on it. But um, my sister yeah. did it, so 
So I would recommend, you know, if you have like a sickness come on your child, definitely afterwards get their hearing checked. Or I've heard about um, auto accidents. Mm -hmm. that could okay. So yeah. uh, make for a big impactive scenario, then, then get mm -hmm. your child hearing check just in case. And maybe even for yourself, you know, you never know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know that's interesting. I think sometimes a lot of providers too just, um, you know, they, I mean, I've heard uh, that wasn't our experience here. We have really great, um, like well-known, I'm in North Carolina, um, in the center of North Carolina, some very well-known like hospitals and stuff. Um, but I know like, you know, you say you grew up in rural Texas when you're in a more rural area or a place where you don't, ha you know, have, you know, great health care. Um, I feel like a lot of providers also just tell you like it's fluid in the ear. I've heard that a lot from parents that they were told um, that it was like going to get better. Right. And it didn't because it's hearing loss. It doesn't get better. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting. Um, yeah. Just interesting. So yeah, I just want to say, I guess in for your mom that it still happens today a lot more than it should. Um, sorry, let me go get her real quick. Do what you write back. <laughs> okay. Watch out. Watch out, okay? You can't watch in here. Mama has to do this. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. No worries. We've got Elsa. We've got Elsa playing now. Oh. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So I'm also interested. Um. Just picking up in. Um. You know, you were talking about how. I forget what the exact statistic is. You may know, um, but it's a high percentage of parents who have kids who are deaf, um, who don't learn sign language and that that was the experience in your family. And I'm really interested in knowing why you think families don't learn sign language, um, for their kids because and it's kind of a contentious, you know, my kids have cochlear implants. So I talked to a lot of parents with kids with cochlear implants and there's definitely like, feelings around like if your kids have cochlear implants do they need you know they're talking do they need to learn sign language and families have just a wide variety of you know ideas um 
you know, about, and, you know, we, I support whatever, you know, parents decide for their families, but I, you know, I am just curious, why do you think, or why was your experience that, um, they don't learn actual like ASL to communicate with their kids? Like what's the barrier? Right. Um, well, like you said, what, whatever you choose is your choice. We respect that. Um, we support that. Oh, but my heart just breaks. Um, <laughs> And I'm talking to a deaf person or, yeah, a hard of hearing person, a person with a cochlear implant, however you identify yourself. And they're like, yeah, I'm the only deaf one and no one can sign in my family. And um, I'm like, why? You know, um, they're like, I don't know. They just never learn. So the same for us. I'm, I'm just going to be blunt. People are lazy. People are... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to step on any toes. Like, um, for, no, for, my, for myself, we I like was, to step on toes a little bit here. So you're good. Especially <laughs> people, if you have a deaf child, learn their language, you know, um, all you can do is just open the doors. So like, like for myself growing up, I, I, I was self-involved, you know, um, you don't want a lot of attention brought to yourself. I didn't want to sign in public with my sister because it's embarrassing. Um, and that's how I felt at that age. Everything's embarrassing when you're young, you know. Um, yeah. Now, as an adult, I don't care if people look. This is about me and my sister and us having a tight relationship. That's all I care about. Um, yeah. My dad didn't learn because he was just stubborn. He, he was just stubborn, very old school. Um, my sister would go to school when she was young. She went to some classes before she got mainstreamed. And um, she would come home mm -hmm. excited to show us signs for like pepper or salt. And he's like, no, that's not it. This is how we're doing it at home. And he would actually show her his own sign language. Um, and that's the only thing that I can logically come up with is that people are stubborn. <laughs> They're lazy, mm -hmm. they're comfortable, um, and they want the child to adapt to them because there's mm -hmm. more hearing mm -hmm. when than there is death usually. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I don't understand it. Everybody has their own story, but um, I always try to encourage that if that was you, it doesn't have to be you anymore. You know, um, today's a new day. You can start learning today. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to take a commitment. But the relationship that you're going to have with that family member, the difference that you're going to make in their life, it's so worth it. Yeah. And I love because it sounds like you were the catalyst and like the first family member to yes. like really learn sign language and then you like kind of showed other family members that like you they could do it and then they started learning sign language too which I think is so cool that you did that and I think to like encourage the parents out there you know um your extended family like may or may not learn I always say you you know you can't make people do stuff um you know we just tried to we're the parents and we communicate with our kids. And then if our moms, like whoever want to learn, that's like their business, you know? I mean, you know, I can't sit down, and like make them do it. Um, I mean, fortunately for us, our moms are interested, but anyway, um, that's not always the case with other parents. But I think what is cool to know is that like, just by you learning, 
that you you can just be like the example yeah. to your family. And then your family might be like, oh, this is really cool. You can talk to this person now and maybe they'll see you and be like, oh, that actually wasn't as hard as like I thought it was. So I think a lot of people aren't learning sign language because they think it's going to be hard and they yeah. think it's going to take a long time. And I think they have a block against learning. They put it in the same space as like learning a second language. <laughs> I think a lot of people have a block <laughs> on learning like a second, like, uh, you know, a language, like they go back to when they tried to learn like Spanish or French in high school and like it didn't, you know, work. And then, you, you know, they, they just think it's going to take too much time and that it's going to be too hard. Um, so what I would love to know, so you're encouraging to others because you learned it later in life and showed that you can still <laughs> learn sign language at any time, no matter what. And I love that you were saying that um, you've had even older people come because they're losing their hearing, which is kind of so cool that, you know, even um, what, maybe they're in their 70s or so, and they're learning it for the first time so they can communicate with other people. Um, you know, so yeah, you don't, it can be a process, I think, too. Um, but I would love to know some resources in case parents are ASL curious, because probably if they're listening to their po this podcast, they are. Um, what are some ways and tips that, like, we can learn sign language for our kids and also we're like busy moms. Sure. Sure. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? We're busy moms. We're like trying to keep up with all the kids, probably a lot like your mom was. Um, and we also are like, now we need to learn sign language and it feels a bit overwhelming. So what are some tips? Like how can we learn sign language for our kids and make it a little less overwhelming for us? Right. Um, I, I totally get it. Like I said, I got a two-year-old and then I got a 21-year-old. Um, so yeah. <laughs> college and one in diapers. Well, literally. Big, big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same husband, same marriage, but um, it's all good. Um, I have to sneak it in, you know, because um, even for myself, I physically take classes Sundays. Um, luckily, you know, about 40 minutes away, I have a church that is teaching classes. Um, the group is called Helping Hands for the Deaf. They're awesome. Some are deaf-led, some are, are hearing-led, um, but um, I need that focus time. Um, it's like an hour and a half, so my husband watches the baby. That's my time to go and focus. So I try to catch those classes when I can. Look look around and see if you got something in your area, if you got some support, your mom, somebody that you could drop your your children off with um, some even let you take their kids and they'll do like a beginner's ASL or something like that. So check into it, something that y'all can do together. Um, that's a fun activity. And usually they pay attention to other teachers more than they do the parents. I don't know. That's how my kids do. They'll learn from somebody else, but me, it's a bit harder, but um, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you that, that's accurate my five-year-old sorry to interrupt you but my five-year-old has um a like I guess teacher of the deaf at school and sh she's with him all day because he's in the mainstream school and she signs to him all day she's working with him on signing <laughs> he's signing songs in ASL right well, he, he he won't do it with me not <laughs> not at all like it's just we're I'm finally got him like literally yesterday after I have been like, you know, 
showing him and showing him an example, putting like two signs together for me, right. finally. And he's like signing songs at school. So yes, to your point, <laughs> they do stuff for other people that they don't do for moms. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no. Like, I'm glad you feel me on that. I was like, is it just my kid or? <laughs> no, no I-, I think it's all kids. But, um, so that's one way we do it. Um, I just recently discovered um, my son is crazy about Blippy. He loves them, Blippy and uh, Sesame Street. So um, we usually watch off of YouTube, you know, on the TV. And I always Google whatever show we're going to look at. I always put whatever that show is in ASL just to see what pops up. So one thing we found is called MyGo. M-Y-G-O. And I recently found that. Mm-hmm, yeah. So this is good for me. Um, you know, it's great for him, but like we cuddle together, we watch shows and like I'm hemmed in that chair for a good hour. So that's perfect for me to watch this show with him. And um, they have a person on the side, an interpreter. So Blippi's playing, you got your interpreter and you see the facial expressions. You see them signing it in ASL. I didn't know the sign for Blippy, you know, now I do. So um, it's, it just throws in some extra signs. It's um, exposing you to sign language. And then um, just another thing, just all day long, you might not, uh, you might only know three words, mom, you know, mommy mm-hmm. finished. Use those signs all day long as you're talking, you know, um, and then just keep adding to your vocabulary. You can do it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, thank you for encouraging me because we are still in the process of learning as well. I mean, I know a lot of individual signs. I'm up to like combining two or three like together, but yeah, it's definitely a process as we're like learning because we have to be like a couple of steps, you know, ahead of our kid, but we're also teaching him, Um, you know? Yeah. And it, it is a big process, but thank you for encouraging me on that and for other parents for sure yes you can learn it my go is fantastic um and y- there's also some like online things too that you can do if you don't have like resources um you right. know, in your area is, is uh, i'm sorry mm-hmm. com. you can I was get, just gonna say that yes uh, you always want to learn from the deaf um i will in- say though as a hearing person it was easier for me to learn from a hearing person in the beginning Mm -hmm. just so I could, because sometimes you could feel overwhelmed and that's the last thing you want. So if you could learn from a hearing person, if that makes you more comfortable, great, but get out of your comfort zone later and learn from a deaf person because they are going to take you so much further in learning your sign language because they know it's best. Yeah. And do you have any thoughts? I'm just curious uh, for me (laughs) and maybe other parents too. Do you have any thoughts or maybe you've, I don't know if you've talked to your sister about it, about um, learning ASL and doing ASL signs like along with talking? Um, Like, so I know they're different. So right now with our son, we are doing the ASL signs, but in like English word order, right? So however we're talking, like we're doing the signs because we're, he does hear a little bit. So for us, we're combining the talking with the visual like together. Um, but I was wondering, like, do you have any thoughts um, about what, like learning the signs and doing them in English word order for your kids versus learning the actual 
um, like full language of ASL, which I know is not spoken. Right. Is there like a better or worse? <laughs> Should you start with like the English word order and then like advance to the full language of ASL? What do you think? I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Um, like I'm, I'm half Mexican. Spanish should be my original language, but um, it's not. <laughs> I, I probably find language in Spanish because of that word order. And you're right. There is an American sign language word order. It has its own, own order. And um, English, the way that we're talking and the way that we usually sign when we talk is not correct. Um, but I, I've been at it for 10 years now. Uh, it's hard. It, it's hard to change that for myself. It might be easier mm -hmm. for you, but for myself, it's hard to get that English word order and swap it to ASL because it seems almost yeah. bad. So, um, I mean, we're working on it. My baby's two, you know, um, I, I, I talk to him like I, I sign to him like I talk to him in English. Um, mm -hmm. Later on, once he knows his vocabulary, we're going to work on voices off. And that's when you can, to me, that's when I can really focus on the word order and turning it around. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. That's that's just how I would do it. Um, when yeah. my husband and my daughter, um, you know, we could be signing across the room and I could sign an ASL then, but mm -hmm. that's Talking, voicing, and the signing, it it's hard to do at the same time. Yes. But yeah. but you're to learn that way for myself. So yeah. So no, and that's definitely with our five-year-old and our kids, that's the approach that we're taking to and what we've agreed with with the school since like they can hear some um, is that we are doing the ASL signs, but in English word order with the way we're talking, like I said, so he's getting like the total communication approach. He is hearing, and he's also getting like the visual that's going along with like what he's saying and is helping him and like learning to read and stuff too. Um, but then like, as he advances, as we advance, we we have plans to learn, um, you know, the more full language of ASL, in like ASL order if that yes so that's like that's exactly what we're doing with our kids too but that's what I love that we're talking about is that it doesn't have to be either or for parents to like make it easier for parents to jump in like you can just start signing along with like what you're saying I mean like right now it's all about for us it's all about like communicating with our kid like you know can he just tell us like the stuff um you know without getting upset and you know we definitely notice when we all know the signs and he knows the signs he's like communication is so much easier right than when you know something breaks down and we don't know a sign for it and he's not understanding us and then there's like frustration to you know no end because he can't like communicate he's thinking it in his head but he can't like say it and the times when like we can just communicate is it goes so quickly for him um and there's like no frustration he just like does the thing so to yeah i mean encourage other parents it definitely cuts down on like frustration when kids like just want to communicate um and that you can do it you know little by little and what is really encouraging to me is that you're still learning um yeah. 
And you said you've been learning for 10 years, which is fantastic. And you're still taking classes. I love it. it. It's, it's, I was nervous to go to events. Don't be scared guys. It's going to be different, you know, but, um, Mm -hmm. I was go to deaf events without my sister because she was kind of my comfort. I was like, Hey, I got somebody she's she's in. And, um, yeah. <laughs> like so I I'd like hold on tight to her and you know I could refer to her so letting go of that was a big thing for me but look in your area like I just discovered um a story time on Sundays at a bookstore that's an ASL given by a deaf person that's wonderful exposure for your kids and for for you you know moms um to go and see the difference in a um English word order versus ASL word order and how a book mm-hmm. can be brought to life by ASL. So, um, I mean, just look in your area. There's a lot of free events and um, just get out there. Just go for it. You know? Yeah. And you're right. It just, I mean, it takes a commitment. It takes doing it. But, you know, if you want to communicate with your kids and yep. it's like, you know, what are you going to do? Um, you, you know, you do it. And, you know, I believe, you know, most of us, especially moms want to do um, the best for our kids. You know, a lot of times we're, we just get overwhelmed because there's a lot <laughs> with just raising kids. And then, you know, when you're talking about raising kids with hearing loss, when that wasn't your experience, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't the experience in your family is definitely um, a bigger learning curve, but parents can do it. We can do it. Um, right. Something else I'm actually really interested in that I've been interested in a lot lately um, is churches supporting deaf people because I don't think they're doing a great job. (laughs) Um, And so I am interested because you, you know, you go to church and um, you said that your sister went with you to church for a while. Um, Does, did your church and does your church have any initiative around like reaching out to deaf people? Um, I know that you said that you kind of like signed with your sister. So it sounds like you were the interpreter like for your sister <laughs> when you went to church. But I'm I'm really curious your thoughts on, you know, how the church can do better um, reaching out to deaf people and, and what churches need to set up in order to be successful and like supporting deaf people. Um, That's so I, really- I really think we're getting this wrong and <laughs> in the church. I think we really need to fix it, to be honest. Oh my gosh, this right here, another topic that oh, I'm going to come with another statistic. Um, again, these are ish statistics. Mm-hmm. 3% of hearing are saved and um, believe in God and are saved. Um, that right there keeps me up at night. Mm-hmm. I I am so burdened by that as being a believer in Christ. Um, it says only 5% of churches in the U.S. offer any type of interpreting or deaf classes or anything to make the deaf feel welcome. So I know myself, if I only had 5% of churches offering whatever I was looking for, um, that alone is enough for me to not want to look, you know, or just to give yeah. up. Um, it's it's not well, hard. And when you go, I feel like you can't communicate with anyone, right? Because part, part of, obviously, you know, a large part of going to church is a sermon, but a large part of going to church is the fellowship. Yes. With other people, right? Because that's what, you know, we're called to do 
as Christians is not only like go to church beliefs, but also be in fellowship with other Christians. And so if you can't communicate with other people, then I suppose you feel like you can't have fellowship with them. Right. Right. And a lot of times I've, I've, I've seen, and I've done research in it, the deaf, really all they're seeing is a man up there with a book and, and they see him like, they think it's all about money. They see him asking, you know, for the plates. Really? To be- yes. <laughs> wow. And, um, that's yeah, a problem. It is. It is. Cause they're going, yeah. by- I had yeah. no idea that that's, that is what they got out of church. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard. And, um, if mm-hmm. you have a, a church that supports you on this journey, if you're interested in American Sign Language, if you have um, a family member or a deaf friend that is going to church, I mean, just ask them. Um, sometimes the churches will be behind you. Like ours, like I said, we, my sister, no, we did have another deaf um, lady, but they didn't have any interpreters. And I think she was just there doing the best she could, trying to lip read and whatever. But um, I just asked them, hey, do you mind? Um like if I sit across from my sister up front, you know, so she can see better. Um, mm-hmm. I have requests that they put some lighting on me. Um, I had to let other deaf people know that I'm not an interpreter. This is just between, you know, me and her. They're welcome to sit in and try to like hold a class, you know, gotta learn together. Yeah. Um, but you gotta have the lighting. If they can do closed captioning on any of the videos, man, that's mm-hmm. gonna make it that alone, if, if they don't have an interpreter, if they can at least do closed captioning on the videos or something, that would yeah. make it um, a lot easier. Um, a lot of churches just don't feel a need to do it. You know, if they don't have a deaf person, why should we offer these type of services? So it takes people like us that have a heart for the deaf, that have um, a passion for American Sign Language to take the initiative to bring it up, to let spit those um, statistics at them. Let them know where your heart is and why you want to do this, why it should be offered at your church. And mm-hmm. um, just see what happens. And I'll be praying for you in the meantime. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so actually at my church, our pastor is open, which is why I am asking you Um about this because that is one of the things that we wanted to do. And so I've just been gathering information right, you know, right now trying to figure out like what is the best way to like support this, you know, community um, and reach out to like this community more because this really is like an unreached people group, um, you know, for the Lord and people don't think about that. Um you know, like, you know, people think about like unreached people groups who are like in different countries and stuff. No, there's like a bunch of unreached people here in like your country and in your county (laughs) and in your city to reach out to for sure. Um, And yeah, my church, you know, we close caption um, the song, like we have the words for the songs um, on there, but right now we don't have like, you know, the, any like close captioning as far as like you know, when our pastor is preaching, um, you know, and so that, I mean, I think that's also something important for churches to realize. See, I think a lot of churches think, okay, well, we have the words for the songs on the screen 
And, you know, maybe we've like put up on the screen the passage that we're reading um, so they can like read along in the passage. And so I think churches think, well, like that's good enough. You know, they're, they're reading the passage. They can see the songs. Um, but I don't think that's good enough. No, like, they're, they're well, missing the nuance of the sermon. And then like, I don't know about you, but um, I'm a believer. I've been a believer, you know, for a long time, but the Bible confusing. So I'm hearing mm-hmm. it's confusing for me. So you got a deaf person that's a new believer and you're, you, you really have to interpret, you know, you got to break it down, not word for word. Um, You want to make sure that they truly understand it. So, you know, maybe even ask if you have any interpreters in the area, you could put a post out, you know, college students that are looking to get some um, experience. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yes, interpreting or something that that mm-hmm. helps. Yeah, because I yeah, because I think one you know when we're just thinking about it, one of the barriers, um, and I'm only doing this because I'm the one who have the two deaf kids, and I'm the one who has the kid who signs, you know, um, at church, and so they're like, Elaine, want to do this, um, you know, and I was like, yeah, I do. because I have a really big heart for this um, as well. And I think one of the things that is like overwhelming me a little bit and maybe other people is that I don't know like a lot of sign language. I'm learning more for my child, but I like I'm not fluent in sign language. And so I feel maybe a little like shy about reaching out. Like I can't interpret a whole like a whole service. Like I just don't know enough yet. And I'm learning more. And so, you know, I think a lot of churches and people like me also feel timid because we're like, we know a few signs, but not like we're not fluent. And so like, how can I help these people? But I think that's a great idea that I didn't even think about is um, to ask about interpreters and see if college students want to do it. College students want to do stuff all the time. Girl, they are so for experience I didn't think about it either until somebody brought it up for me that's and a I was great like, oh. suggestion <laughs> now every time I bug them college students to death they're like here comes deaf heartbeat again um yes I will <laughs> yeah no that's great and we do so we live in the triangle in North Carolina so we live near um like the University of North Carolina, UNC. And I know that they have an interpreting like program there um, in UNC Greensboro, which is like right down the road too, which has a interpreting program. So yeah, I'm going to reach out to them. That's a fantastic idea. And I just want to encourage other parents too. Um, and other people who like are thinking about, you know, we want to reach out to the deaf community. We don't feel like we know sign language. Um, There's actually at our church, maybe about a month ago, um, missionaries who came to talk that our church is now like going to support and they are just regular people. They're actually like entirely hearing, um, obviously believers and, you know, they have no hearing loss in their family or anything. Um, but they just like have a heart for deaf ministry and they actually learn they're the McKnight family, um, learn sign language, like both of the parents and their kids. Um, like I said, they're completely hearing, and they learned it through life print because I asked them when they came to the church. And then they said they went to deaf chats in um, the area and, you know, got more fluent that way. And so now they are actually on their way to be missionaries to the deaf community in the Dominican Republic. 
Very cool. And these are people, yeah. And so, you know, I just want to encourage people out there, regular people can do this because these are people that none of them and their family are deaf. They have, like, they don't know any other deaf people. They have no deaf people in their, you know, extended family. So there would be like no other reason, you, you know, that they would be learning sign language other than the Lord just put this on their heart to do it. Um, and they learned it. So regular people out there, even if you have no experience with the deaf community, you can learn sign language. Yeah. Cause they cause... did and they're fluent and they did like a whole thing in our church and, and they like are completely fluent. They have done a fantastic job and their kids are too. Um, is that possible that's where the um our name comes from and that's that's kind of what they pin you as if you're a hearing person that doesn't have any family members really no reason to learn to sign other than you love it and you mm-hmm. have a heart so we um they say you have a deaf heart so that's where yeah. our, our group name came from deaf heartbeat Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for those suggestions. I always love um, talking about how the church can support this community better when I have people on here who can talk to you about that, because I just think that's a big area that uh, the churches are getting really wrong right now. Um, and may or may not even know that they're getting it wrong. And so I that's one of the things I love to speak about on this podcast and hoping that, you know, churches are hearing or people who have deaf kids are listening and they go to a church and they can, you know, start talking to their churches too, because that's how it is. And this community, I mean, people don't realize really is not reached out to, and it's really um, a shame. It is. Honestly. It is. Um, um, yeah. It takes us though. It takes us to bring it up because yeah, ignorance is bliss mm-hmm. about your regular day and you don't yeah. think there's problem you don't know until somebody brings it up so get out there go tell them let them know and if you get a chance to if you ever get a chance to go to a deaf-led church you know look mm-hmm. in your, you might have to travel a little right. bit i got one about an hour away very cool experience the worship the sermon um i mean talk about the bible being brought to life this man was all across the stage like acting it out like it's it's a really oh, cool experience. Thanks. Fantastic. I, I'm, def, I'm definitely going to do that. You've given me such great ideas, maybe for other parents, but more importantly for me. <laughs> Thank you for that. That is great. I'm going to load that up this weekend and see if we can just take a little hiatus and go to, I'm sure there is one in our community somewhere. Um, I'll check that out. Thank you so much. Well, um, switching gears a little bit, I would love to talk about Deaf Heartbeat and what you guys do. Because I love your organization and the Little Libraries Initiative, because I think more people need to do that. I did it here in North Carolina. Thank you. And I want other parents to do it in other states. Yes. Okay. How, so, how did you like start? You know, like, how did you start? What is the community? Sure, sure. Tell us all the things. Okay. So, I'm always looking for innovative ways to, um, to spread deaf awareness. You know, um, like I said, that's my heart. Um, my sister comes in on, on Wednesdays, they teach classes. That's their main thing. So, um, I don't want to, um, I want the deaf to teach. So I'm like, well, what can I do? I don't want to just be here, you know? So I started looking for other options and, um, I'm always with, um, hold on.
Hey. I'm back. So sorry. Perfect. No, you're good. I just kept recording. So you can just. Okay. Okay. All right. I had a phone call and I tried to, anyways, here I am. Okay. So, um, yes, I'm always looking for ways, innovative ways to spread deaf awareness. Just keep my eyes open. And, um, I love those little free libraries. Um, I hope y'all have some in your area, but, um, if you don't know what they are, um, just kind of keep your eyes open at parks, um, in town, usually like in the little uh, business center of town. Um, you'll see these, they look like little houses almost on, on, a, mm-hmm. on a mailbox stand kind of, and you open them up and um, take a book, leave a book. And uh, like I said, I've grown up in the library, I'm a big reader and I just noticed there were never any books about death, never any books to learn American Sign Language. Um, So boom, what do we do? An opportunity. That's an opportunity for us, for um, parents with deaf children, um, for those with a deaf heart. Here's an opportunity for you to either purchase. Mama, I keep you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, great. Apologize. We're going to get through it. (laughs) So um, I just started promoting, you know, I was, I lived in our area in Griffin. I live in Griffin, Georgia. And um, in our area alone, we have like 35 of these little free libraries. That's just crazy to me. So um, I got on, there's an app, um, little free library, I think.com, little free book library, something like that. But um, look on there and look in your area. Um, you might have some in your town. You might have to drive 15 minutes, but it'll just pull up all the ones around you and go check them out. Take you some sign language books. You could purchase them off of Amazon or through your favorite. I always try to purchase books that are written by deaf authors so that you're supporting the deaf authors. If that's not available or um, maybe the book's too expensive, I get that too. Um, there is a very cheap, uh, sign language coloring book. I think it's like $3.95 on Amazon. And we started out just getting like 40 of those. And, um, I, yeah, I sent some to my sister in Texas and, um, they had some in their area, little free libraries as well. And we just put our information about deaf heartbeat. So that way families can continue their learning. Um, if you like lifeprint.com or you you have your own um, uh, deaf initiative, please put your information in there. Um, if you don't have the funds to purchase a book, you can maybe print some copies off of um, the library or, or, you know, at your home of the uh, American Sign Language Alphabet, along mm-hmm. with nation, um on YouTube or whatever for you to continue learning. It's it's all just about letting people know about American Sign Language, about the deaf, that they are here. Uh, even if you've never met a deaf person, we have that happen often. Um, it just kind of brings um, the deaf to mind. And um, 
it sparks interest. You know, I've, I've met so many people that are like, oh, I remember, you know, when I was five, I had this ASL book and, um, you know, they, they remember that and they want to learn when they get into high school. So you're planting seeds and, um, it's really just taken off. I think we're up to 10 states across the U S now that we've, we've hit from, um, our, uh, our watchers, our, 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 we call them um, our deaf heartbeat family, which is our friends that are like family um, that have gone out and yourself as well, as well Lane, that has uh, just heard about our initiative and, and taken part in it. So thank you for doing that. Of course, it was so fun. And I love that you gave us some different suggestions um, other than like if you can't afford the books off of Amazon. I mean, for us, we just looked at it as kind of um, like part of our giving, you know, our, you know, money that we set aside for like giving or donation. And that was kind of like a donation to the community, let's say, um, and, you know, so that's where we, you know, got the funding for that. And it doesn't take a lot. You can just order. Um, I think I did about, we have a ton of little libraries um, in our area and I will definitely link the little libraries in the show notes that people can locate them. Um, right. And so I think I just did f like four little libraries. I just put like a couple of books in each library. And I really looked and like did the libraries that um, I thought like a lot of kids would be near, you know. So if there's a little library that was more in like a neighborhood that I knew didn't have a ton of kids, I didn't put it there um, because all the books that I bought were for like kids um, you know, but I did a couple of little libraries that were like in a park, um, you know, with playgrounds. And so, you know, you can also like strategically <laughs> place them in the little libraries in places where you think like people, like if you, you know, bought more adult books, maybe put them in a little library where, you know, like more adults are going to read. Or if you bought like the kids books, like I did, put them in the little libraries that you think like more kids are going to have access to. Does that make sense? So you can like, strategically do it but I love that you said that you could even print out stuff and just put it in there like it doesn't have to be you know a book and I love the idea which I didn't do but now I'm gonna have to buy some more books and do some more things um that you write like where that they can find more information and and like even if you don't have an initiative I love that you said um you can even put like life print or um one of my my son's teacher recently sent me the Oklahoma School for the Deaf has um, free like online ASL like resources, like a self, you know, paced course, but it's free um, yeah. like LifePrint is. And so you can even write those resources for people to like learn more. And that is really great because you're right. The book is might be the first time that they have any exposure to the deaf community or anything. And then you want to give them like, okay, like, what is your, like, next step if you're, like, interested after this? Um, that was a great idea. Um, yeah, and thank you. Everyone should do the Little Libraries Initiative. It's so cool. Um, and, and just to yeah, expand that, um, mm -hmm. being strategic, yes, because I've really come to enjoy this with my own family. So we call it like um, a book adventure. So we'll pack up our library, you know, our little books with our, we try to write encouraging notes. And then I'll look for, um, recently we went to the Okmulgee Mounds is what it's called mm -hmm. in Georgia. Um, it's like we're Indian burial grounds and um, oh, okay. interesting things. So you can find those little free libraries that 
cool spots and enjoy a great time with your family, usually for free. Pack a lunch and mm -hmm. then maybe uh, try signing, you know, as you're walking around. We'll do like tree or, you know, air, that, that kind of thing. Just constantly be um, incorporating American Sign Language into your conversations. But uh, let me know how y'all do on that. And that way we could add it to our calendar uh, onto our maps as well to do that yeah you guys do a fun thing i'm gonna be honest that's one of the reasons why i wanted to do it because i wanted you to like scratch off north carolina yeah. <laughs> on your map that you um do on like facebook and instagram so i liked that that was like a fun way to kind of make it like a game um so yeah so if you do it send your picture in and we'll put all the like information where you can find deaf heartbeat um in the show notes and send the picture on like facebook or instagram and they'll mark off your um, your state. Your state. Yeah. I love it. Um, one other thing I know we're getting towards the end. I definitely want to respect your time. Um, but something that I think was really valuable that you do. So you do the online ASL courses and stuff. Um, but you are also really involved with parents in your local community. And I would love to talk about, so I am too, I'm one of the admins for, um, you know, one of our local parent groups of kids with hearing loss, um, you know, we have some meetups, we're getting ready to do like our big like fall picnic that we do every year. And then most importantly, where most of our support comes from is like our Facebook group, um, which is private is only for local parents, we actually don't even let providers into the group, um, because we want parents to be able to share like locally, who are the the best providers and who are not. Unfortunately, we have a lot of good providers, but we do have a few that are not very good. <laughs> um, and we love parents to to be able to freely share without, you know, feeling like, um, you know, other, uh, you know, providers are like listening in. So we, o we only allow parents in the group. Um, and it has been so great. I mean, doing, you know, following accounts on Instagram and Facebook, I think is fantastic, fantastic for learning. But there's something really special about having parents in your local community. And I would love for you to talk about how important or if it is important to you, the local community of parents with kids with hearing loss or kids who parents who just want to learn ASL. Sure. Of course. Um, well, I, I recently moved here two years ago to this new city. So, um, and, and I had a baby, <laughs> I feel like my whole life these past two years has just been flipped upside down. So I went from working, um, in an office and about to have a 21 year old, you know, going off to college. And then I find myself pregnant and moving to a new town and being a stay at home mom. So mm -hmm. what do you hear in that situation? And I was just like praying how, how can I meet new moms, you know, other than going to the park? That's always kind of strange, you know, like, hello. Yeah. But, so, um, you know, God just puts it on me. Hello, Selena, I've already equipped you with everything you need. So that's when Griffin ASL Moms with Little came up. And um, we just meet at the park. And uh, I put it on our Facebook. We do event invites. Um, I let... Uh, people know. Um, I go to the library and post um, uh, flyers um, mm -hmm. anywhere I can okay, find yeah. stores, um, parks. Sometimes they have anywhere there's a community board. I started putting out our flyers. Um, our town also does like movies in the park and stuff. So I just print flyers out and I go talk to people with children and let them know what, what I'm doing. 
And um, that alone just sparked so much interest in the stories I get to hear from um, meeting moms. Oh, I've always wanted to learn or really, you know, it's free. And um, all of the events that Deaf Heartbeat does is free because we don't want costs to hinder anyone from learning. You know, that should be the last thing to find. If you have a heart to learn, right. come on. So um, we meet Tuesdays. Um, right now we're doing 930 to, to 1015. It's 45 minutes. Uh, we do songs and sign. Um, we uh, do stories. And I try to like focus on like colors or uh, foods. Um, and it's great for the kids. And then after we're done with that, we usually have about 15 minutes play time or, you know, you could stay as long as you want. But I love that part because um, it gives me a chance to meet up with the moms, like you said, talk to them, um, answer any questions they have as far as learning, uh, getting connected in town. Um, a lot of times they have resources that I had no idea about um, for special needs in general. And uh, remember. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a child that's deaf, they're they're considered special needs. Mm -hmm. Comes to receiving benefits and um, different things in the area, so um, that's always good to know. I try to share that as well, but um, it's like I said, it's done a lot for me. It's exciting to meet new people and um, know that you have a common ground and uh, be able to talk to them about your passion and, and just learn about them as well. It's, it's really formed a bond for all of us. Yeah, I think there is something really special about your local community. It's, it's much like being involved in your local church too, is kind of the same thing is that, you know, you follow people on social media stuff and that is great for learning. And, you know, you can learn from like all these different people, but I think nothing really replaces, um, you know, the community that you have in person with, you know, people. And yeah, one of the things that I know our local community and, you know, just like you said, does is it can point you to the resources like in your state you know, yes. and in your community, because when you're talking to someone from a different state, they can definitely give you suggestions. But there's so many things, especially when you're talking about like schools and IEPs, <laughs> which like parents have so many questions about that. Um, and that is a big deal is how your kid is getting educated. Um, that is like county by county, <laughs> you know, like that is so that's not even just statewide, that's like countywide. Um yeah. And so just having those local resources are really important to getting your kid, you know, the help that they need, like immediately where you're living. Um, and it, yeah, it, it has been great to get out and, you know, meet other parents, um, you know, like you too, and have your kids get together. I mean, my kids are like, I guess, a little unique in that they have a brother that like has the hearing loss. So, you know, there's two of them in our household that have the hearing loss. And so like for them, it's really normal to have hearing loss because they like have another person <laughs> in their family who does. But, um, you know, I know for a lot of other parents and stuff, you know, they have several kids and like their kid with hearing loss is like the only kid in the family. So being able to be around other kids with like hearing loss or other special needs is important to realize that there are other people <laughs> in this world like you, right? Even if you, you know, don't have that in your own family. Um, so I love that. Thank you so much for talking about the community aspect. 
Um, a couple more questions. Where can everybody find you to connect with you? Okay. So um, our main source, I would say, where we do our teachings and everything is on Facebook. So you can find us at Deaf Heartbeat Inc. Inc. Um, on, like I said, Wednesday nights, that's when we do our, our free live classes. That's most Wednesdays. Um, you can look on our website and that's deafheartbeat.com. We are on Instagram. Um, I think it's Deaf Heartbeat Inc. It might be Deaf Heartbeat ASL. So. <laughs> kind of switch around a little bit there. Uh, we're on TikTok. Oh, fun. Yeah, I think. That's it. Um, we're learning about this LinkedIn. I'm kind of dabbling with, so I'm I'm trying to learn sign language, guys, and become like a marketer of these things too. I'm so. impressed. Yeah, <laughs> neither are easy. Yeah. Oh, and YouTube, YouTube. Um, you can find our all of our classes, songs and sign. Um, just all kinds of good stuff on there as well. So thank you all for checking us out. Of course. Fantastic. I'll definitely link to all of your stuff in our show notes. So if people didn't catch that, you can look at the show notes and we'll link to everything that you're doing. Um, one last thing I like to leave for parents and ask our guests on the podcast is if there is one tip or piece of encouragement or one or two last thing that you can leave parents with, what would it be? I think I've, I've already said it. I mean, just go for it. You know, don't, don't let any, don't overthink learning American sign language because you will talk yourself out of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Just go for it. Just start uh, exploring, go to a deaf chat. If you see one happening in your area, um, you know, uh, expose yourself. If, look on, on um, television and, and just search deaf and you'd be surprised at the movies that, that pop up that you could watch. And um, if you get a, a chance while you're waiting for your children in the school line, look up um, an article about the deaf. Just start making yourself aware of the deaf community. And um, like I said, don't don't hold yourself back. You know, you set the limits on yourself and there, there should be no limits, especially if you have a family member or a child that's deaf, you know, go for it. Um, they're just going to be so appreciative um, that you're wanting to learn and communicate with them. They're going to feel so valued and important. So I'll be praying for your journeys. You got this. And uh, thank you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Selena. You are fantastic. You're a wealth of information. And I so appreciate you coming on our podcast and talking to our parents. Well, thank you for having us, Elaine. This was a treat. You have a wonderful day, my friend. Thank you. You too.